Welcome to Damsels in Dialogue, a podcast dedicated to female protagonists in fiction, film, and the stage, co-hosted by India Marie Paul and Katie Zutter. For our third season, we cover animation royalty as we discuss the female protagonists in the Disney Princess franchise and the impact they've had on women of all ages. This episode, we discuss a warrior who has been part of legend and folklore in China since the 5th century and became the penultimate movie of the Disney Renaissance, Mulan. Today, our second episode of season three is all about Mulan. I am so excited to talk about her and looking up where she came from. It's going to be so much fun. So I want to start with kind of the history of Mulan. There's only two movies to discuss. We have Mulan and Mulan 2. They spent a lot of time on that title. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, in their defense, most of them are like that. That's like, true. Yeah. I think almost all of them are like that. That is true. It was The Little Mermaid 2. It was, it was all like the two. Little Mermaid yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Everything yeah. is two. Pocahontas two. two. They were yep. all mm. Frozen two. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. They didn't it, even the Frozen. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. Nope. They all are. So, nope. Yeah, this is yeah. just Disney, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I will start with the legend. We'll go into the making of it, the first movie, some response, and then we'll head to the last. So, talk without- about awe. Quarrel princess. Oh, she's amazing. If you haven't watched Maiden Madness, go ahead and watch that from our first season because she was an amazing character to talk about. So we're gonna hit. We probably will hit a couple things that we discussed, but hopefully we'll. Oh, for learn sure, some new because she swept. Yeah, she Maiden was, Madness. She was like great. Swept. Yeah, Maiden Madness to the point where I was really upset with myself that I was like, I don't know who's gonna win. Oh, and we both then, did. We yeah. both. We both were like, who's the most heroic princess? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe the one who saved its entire country. I don't know. Uh, Gosh. But she's really great. And she, Mulan has been part of oral tradition before the 5th century. So the, oh, it, for sure. It was first written down and most likely composed around 400 AD. Um, and it was a poem. And it's not a very long poem. I was actually really no. surprised just how short it was. But it did contain the whole the whole thing. It was a ballad. And it was finally preserved in the Tang Dynasty. I don't know a whole bunch about Chinese history. I'm not an expert by yeah. any way, so I'm going to try to walk <laughs> us through things that have happened the best right. I can. But the it opens with her to loom, and she's weeping over her father being called to war. She wants to take his place and does so. So that's right in line with the movie. Mm-hmm. In the poem, she battles But it's as different a, than... It's not totally right in line, right? No, no, no. It's like it's she... In the poem, she battles for 12 years. Like she is a soldier for 12 years and is offered a prominent position for all of her, her deeds. And she never gets revealed as a woman while she's a soldier. So they offer her mm-hmm. the position and she, they, they still believe that she is a man. She is a, a soldier who does great things. So that they get that from the movie. You know, she gets offered the job at the end. Right, right. And it's not until she returns home and then starts wearing her more feminine appearance again. And then some of her comrades like come to visit and are like, wait, you're a woman? And that's kind of where it, it ends. Like, the, And she has like a little brother in it, which is her little dog being named little brother, little brother, which is lovely. But that's kind of, I mean, that's all you get in those three stanzas. Like it's really, mm-hmm. it's really small, but you, you get that full story. But that legend and the idea of her going off and protecting and saving her father is really great. Yeah, for sure. 
And it was really interesting to me that there's even talk about the poem itself, the legend itself being whether whether it is feminist or not. There's a lot of debate about the movie being feminist or not. And and I personally am on the pro side for reasons we will discuss (laughs) in this podcast. (laughs) But there's a very specific line at the end of the poem that says this is an English translation. So. Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's obviously, like, I, well, I'm sorry if it's not translated well. <laughs> the he hair's feet go hop and skip. The she hair's eyes are muddled and fuddled. Two hairs running side by side close to the ground. How can they tell if I am he or she? And that's what she says to her comrades when they come. And it's like, wait, you're a woman. And there's a debate of whether or not the end of this is going against a patriarchal system, which is where uh, China went when it went with more of the Confucian society. And there's people who debate that her sacrificing everything for her father actually fits into the patriarchal society. So the legend actually was able to be popular because of this kind of back and forth, because she does do a service for her father by uh, going off to war for him. So it's a really interesting thing that because... It was kind of in the middle. I think it actually got to survive on a in a system that really values modesty and piety and and that. So that debate actually, I think, kind of helped it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, it kind of got lost for a while. It wasn't as popular, but it got repopular in the 14th century during the Ming Dynasty, and it became really popular in a play. So it became a play called Mulan Joins the Army, and then it started being picked up by all these different artists, and then it kind of exploded and became a much bigger part of legend and folklore in that Mm -hmm. era. I want to know if Mulan herself as a character changed Mm -hmm. throughout history, because Mm -hmm. this story is from so long ago. Did these different like reincarnations and different plays and stories, did she change at all, or did she remain the same because even in the original poem there's not like oh you'd be killed for this like that's not yeah, a thing th- yeah it's definitely not so it's just, the, the stakes the poem- definitely changed <laughs> yeah between then and the disney movie yeah. i was wondering if like anything in between she those stakes changed the in the ming dynasty reincarnation of her it did in a way that kind of hurt mulan's heroism because the poems the poems simplicity is I actually think really wonderful because you get to kind of interpret it but what the Mulan joins the army did was it had her depicted as a maiden with bound feet it did include a dramatic moment of her unbinding her feet to fit into a pair of man's shoes which was really interesting but it makes that something different like did they bind feet when the original thing was made and this is something they added just culturally when it had its it's reboot. I, I believe, I'm just curious. Yeah, it sounds yeah, yeah. interesting. <laughs> I believe from I tried to do a pretty decent history sweep. Yeah I, yeah. I believe it was a practice that came into play more after the fifth century because the fifth okay. century was pre-Confucius virtues being taken over okay. in China. So this is kind of a kind of a, a a, a little bit of a modernization yeah. then of there, the story yeah. of adding that to make it a little more relevant to the times. Yeah, and it has, um, it has Mulan having a wedding in it um, to a husband her parents have chosen for her. And mm. so what the play could have been a little bit of a step back from this female forward idea because it right. has her going – it very specifically has her being put back into society and in her 
rightful place according to patriarchal yeah. systems. So right, right, right. what the play did and probably why it was allowed to happen is that it showed her doing this heroic thing for her dad, but then coming back and then fully like rebinding her feet, getting married to a guy mm-hmm. that mom and dad chose and going back into society's place for women by the end right. of the the play. So it it's a fleshing out of making her still fit within a conformity of society. Right. So, but that's that was the you know, it, which is a little unfortunate, you know. Um, well, there's like some cool history things added, but then maybe couple yeah, steps back. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but this was also the era where people were convinced she was a real person. So after yeah, the play became there, really there's popular, been a couple times I feel right. Yeah. People are convinced that she's real. Yeah. It, like waves back every once in a while. Yeah. So like that was the era rebirth of Mulan folklore inspired a lot of historians to be like, wait, she was real. And then there's all these yes. different discussions about how <laughs> who she was and where she's from. And it there's no proof that she's a real person, but it is really cool that there's so many people who want her to be real or yeah. where the legend, like where that story originally came from is you can't trace because it was oral tradition. And it's, I mean, all the way back to 400 AD. <laughs> very like, casual, very casual. It's <laughs> amazing. You know, here we are in 2022 talking about her. Um, <laughs> so I think that's really cool. But that was kind of the rebirth. And then that's the version of Mulan that became the most popular. It came over to the U.S. It didn't come over until really 1976. And that was with a uh, Maxine Hong Kingston's The Warrior Women Memoirs of a Girlhood Among Ghosts, which kind of brought in some more traditional Chinese history and stories. And it introduced Mulan and won a whole bunch of awards and honors. And then in the U.S., a whole bunch of like children's books started popping up of different Mm. versions of Mulan. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't until the 1970s that the U.S. really found out who Mulan was. And then Disney was like that. We're gonna do. We're gonna do we're, that. We're gonna do that. <laughs> um, so that's it's from 400 AD to like the 14th century rebirth, and then all the way until 1976 when she shows up in the U.S. in print is kind of how we trace her legend over. And it's a legend that cool. even the voice actress for Mulan talked about knowing before she got asked to do this. And yeah, uh, there was a beautiful. I watched the making of Mulan, which you can yes. watch. I love that. Like yes. thirty minute specials they have. I love that. I'm so disappointed. Yeah. Small side tangent. Mm-hmm. I'm so, in the Disney Renaissance. There mm-hmm. was this is totally going on cutting room floor. But like, <laughs> there, there was an era of they had shows and these little tidbits in between your regular scheduled TV show mm-hmm. of behind the scenes features of how the movies are made. Yep. And I thought that was so freaking cool yeah and they stopped doing it for these like big mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong i love frozen's oh yeah thing, yeah and, like, yeah into the unknown cool. yeah but that's such more documentary style and these short 20 to 30 minute mm-hmm. clips that were made for tv was so much more accessible for kids yeah. and it was so much more interesting to watch as a child and yeah. like got you more invested mm-hmm. i miss them dearly i do too and <laughs> so sorry for that I've tangent, but so like many- come on <laughs> i love it because I- i've there's not a whole bunch of, if they haven't made a documentary, the making Just of it's, about it. It's really hard to find. <laughs> so they've been like yeah. lifesavers for studying these things. Right. And it's so simple. It's so easy, but it's still very like factual and mm-hmm. fun and interesting information. Yeah. Like I love them. I'm so disappointed that they yeah. don't keep making them. Yeah. And I I mean, you got to see it the making of Mulan was led by 
the voice actress who plays Mulan, Ming-Na Wen, and she kind of hosted it, so which was really cool. And awesome. Yeah. That's what we want. It was it was a lot of fun, <laughs> and she and you get to see her enjoying. Like it was nice to. I was thinking of the Hercules Surfers one that you had talked about. Yeah. How Megan like was like hardly in it, or um, yeah, and that I love that she was kind of at the the lead of it. But uh, Mulan isn't the only like warrior woman. There's there's a lot of really cool historic women who were real and not just fiction. Oh, like, for sure. It's I'm amazing. So I definitely <laughs> recommend. Yeah, I definitely recommend looking that up because if you enjoy Mulan at all, it is really cool. There's this one empress who was a concubine who then like became the sole ruler for a while, changed the name to her last. Like it was Heck amazing. Yes. I'm like, get it. So <laughs> there, I mean, there's a there's a pirate queen. Mm-hmm, like it, mm-hmm. there's yeah, there's great stuff. But Mulan has lasted for so long because I think so many people admire admire what she did and the sacrifice that she made. Yeah. Um, so I was really happy that Disney did this film, and it was in 1998 is when it was released. And Barry Cook and Tony Bancroft were the directors of it. You did have a female producer, which is really great. It was Pam Coates. Um, I do have a very probably disappointing answer uh, um, that because uh, I'm, I'm going to ask a question and then we'll probably have a disappointing okay. answer. Was there anybody of Chinese descent on the film? There was <laughs> of the creative team. Yes. Of like the writers and the directors and all of that. I know Don't. Disney has gotten better about it because they have now started actually like going to the places. And yes, they did they go to China. Do the films. How was how did this fare? I'm, I'm trying to remember if there was like one writer because oh, I don't. Or was or was there influence there was. from? Was this like a Nani situation where like the actor who played Nani and David, like those two actors, kind of like helped bring in the actual culture there, of Hawaii? There or was was, a, was, did, was there a similar situation here? I think there might have been. There was Rita. Let me look. Make sure that. And for those of you who don't know, Yanni yeah. and I take turns researching. Yeah. So so that yeah. it's not like all in one person or so that we don't come to the table with like the same facts. So we, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. we take turns, turns researching things. So that's why you'll often hear us kind of go back and forth and like be asking each other questions because mm-hmm. we take turns researching. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that fun to have that. Yeah. There was one of the screenwriters was American born, <laughs> but had uh, Chinese parents. Okay. So we did have that. The directors were white men. Unsurprised. You know, like you do. <laughs> and it, looks at least from the quick glance i can see that's pretty much it mm-hmm. cool i mean but... i'm glad that the that actress was involved in a lot of yep. it seems like the publicity and yes. the behind the scenes so yes. that's that's good yeah and the the not the singing but the voice actors there were quite a few chinese american or asian american voice actors on this, so you have Mulan. Definitely not all. Sh- there was definitely not, not all. There was quite a few white people. In there this. were, there were. <laughs> baby steps, yeah. friends, baby steps. Yeah, that, that's a, this is a very baby step film. But they did hire. I mean, this is Esmeralda was played by a white woman. So like mm-hmm. for this to be at least a Chinese American lead voice actor for Mulan and Shang, and you had a couple. There's a Japanese American and a couple other Asian Americans. But that's still not, which is something that is very important that I won't go into big detail, but Mm -hmm, just mm because this is not about this film. Yeah. But a big thing now is that representation should be from where it's actually from. Yes. So having people from other um, Asian countries is cool, Mm -hmm. but not. Yeah. China's huge. You could have found. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Actors. Yes. If they Um, did that today. So just that that statement, because that has been talked about with Encanto and Raya. Yes, for sure. It's a. 
I'm glad that a much better conversation is happening. In yeah, for 98, sure. it was like, oh, great. There are people of color finally voicing people <laughs> Oh, <of> gosh. <laughs> so, on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a step, at least, that oh, for sure, happened. for sure. Um, of yeah. course, the, the music and lyrics were a whole bunch of white men. The, you had... A team that had a blind date of a combination was David Zappel and Matthew Wilder for this. And then there was some drama with the composer who didn't really want to work with them. So that was such fun, like behind the scenes. But Mulan. Mulan. (laughs) But Mulan was actually animated. The supervising animator was Mark Henn, and he had worked on Jasmine and a whole bunch of, like, a lot of, I think, Belle, too, like a lot of the Disney princesses before. So he was uh, brought in to do that. It was done. Something I do like about the old drawn things, now that you bring up, like, Jasmine and everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. And everybody, <laughs> Jasmine and Mulan. I do appreciate that they. It took the animators a long time in these modern movies mm-hmm. to really grasp cultural facial features that weren't mm-hmm. just white based. Yeah, and I do appreciate that these animators of the Renaissance with mm-hmm. just hand drawing. Yes, granted, I'm a white person, so I don't totally know. But yep. you could, you can tell from their designs that they are not white. Like yes, like not just by the color of their skin, yeah, but like their eyes are totally different. Their yep. noses, their you know, their, yeah. their their facial features were very obviously not white, and I did appreciate mm-hmm. that as opposed yep. to some of the early yep. modern stuff where it's yep. like ah, they just changed their skin color. Yeah. Yeah, they could not do anything else. <laughs> the 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 whole creative team did take a nice long trip to China to try That's and good. like take in a lot of the culture and the history and and the architecture. Yeah. Something that I think was interesting with the art of this is that the backgrounds, if you notice, are very simplistic and that is purposeful because they wanted the characters to be the highlight of each the scene. Forefront. But That's if you awesome. if you take the characters out, like they are beautiful backgrounds, but they are very simple. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's a really interesting style. And the opening credits are done just by doing rice paper and, and ink. Oh, it's beautiful. Very cool. Reflection was going specifically specifically with Mulan and the development. Reflection was actually yeah. the first song that the team wrote together. What an iconic song. <laughs> it's, too. Like yeah. so many people can relate mm-hmm. to that song. I like in so many different fashions. I adore that was it. Really, really brilliant. I adore it. And re-listening, I was just like, oh, this is so like <laughs> yeah. who am I? Who like who do I want to be? Like it's it's an I want song, but it's also more of just like a figuring yourself out song because she doesn't know really what she wants no, but she wants yeah, to be herself that, that's like kind of what makes it great yeah <laughs> it's a really interesting i want song and what makes me mad is we have this wasn't what's his face from <laughs> it was eisner who was like this song is too long let's cut it in half so the song is only half of what the and you get the full it been. they've released the full with even uh leah salonga singing it with christina aguilera singing it um, and mm-hmm. you can find, I'll probably post this at some point after this releases, the deleted storyboards of the oh, last yes! part of the song. Yes! It's beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. She's like on her horse, Gosh. like flying through the air and like her ro- like her, her waistband thing like comes yeah. off. I'm just like, this is amazing. Like, how did we yeah. not get this like breath of joy? When will white men learn <laughs> we want long ballads? Stop trying so to cut much. the ballads. I we wanted them so, so bad that Frozen 2 gave us two. Yeah. And we love them. Stop it. I was Stop think- cutting them. I was thinking of <laughs> Frozen 2 when I was listening to the full version of Reflection. I'm like, show yourself 
is just this like, yeah. like this is what we want. This is what we crave yes. now. Like how did we That's not we get that? <laughs> how did we not get that in reflection? Because it's not that long of a song. No. Like it really wasn't that long of a song. And yeah, the, the way they bored so it was beautiful. And I highly re- recommend listening to the full because it was the first thing they, they wrote. They were told it slowed down the momentum. No, so they no, cut that it in is, half. That's so frustrating because yeah. that song truly for her character yeah. is one of the strongest moments yeah. in mm-hmm. that film. Because also when you think about it, not everybody from the I Want song mm-hmm. suddenly makes a rash decision and changes their life. Yep. It's sometimes things happen to them mm-hmm. or it takes a little bit. We get more character development before mm-hmm. whatever happens. Mulan has her like life-changing song moment mm-hmm. and makes a choice that can that just that yep. does it. Yep. <laughs> it's like so, immediately. It's so <laughs> good. And there was drama about the the music with the haircutting scene too, because the original composer, Jerry Goldsmith, wrote a more using more traditional Chinese instruments oh, underneath it. And they went, yeah. nah, we want synthesizers and hired a very a completely different person. We want 90s pop. <laughs> exactly. Like it was it was like a minute of just a different person's rendition of this moment that ended up in the film. So you can listen to the like the original piece, but it I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like I don't understand. <laughs> so yeah, so there's there's drama. No, bring the, the synthesizer into the Christina Aguilar version. Yeah. Give it to her. Yep. <sighs> anyway. Yes. Um that is an iconic. I love yeah. that that was first, though. Yeah. Like, what an iconic start mm-hmm. to Mulan as a character. Not speaking of Mulan as a character from, like, the history, but Mulan yeah. as she was built for this film. Like, yes. What a, what a start. <laughs> yeah. And the, there wasn't a lot of – the making of covered a lot, but it doesn't really deep dive into why they did the changes that they did from the legend. So yeah. it's for us to speculate, which is so fun. But what I will say is the supervising animator, Mark Ken, did say some beautiful things about what he loved about Mulan and what made her different from other characters he had animated, which was like all the princesses, uh, right, right. was her sense of humor. And you get that this right yeah. away. And she is yeah. so relatable from, yeah. <laughs> from oh, sure. moment one of yeah. the film. Like I just, I was oh. taken aback having watched that and watching the film. Like, oh, she is just absolutely amazing like she is a chaotic mess and so put together at the same time like i just i love it just a teenage girl yeah she (laughs) i absolutely adore her introduction writing stuff on her arm Tying She's like feet. doing her chores, but like doing. But I'm I'm doing quotations for those of you who can't yeah. see. Obviously, it's podcast. Um, <laughs> let me narrow you what yeah. I'm doing right now. Um, yeah, she's like tying stuff to the back of little brother and being like, "I am doing my chores, mom." I'm like, "Come on!" It's and that like so banter with her mom. Yeah, um, that is probably not super traditional Chinese, but it is very yes. <laughs> it's very like very like modern American. Yeah banter with your family yes um i love that she also feels very different from ariel who we talked about last week mm-hmm. where she does feel very much like a teenager mm-hmm. but to me she feels like right on the cusp of you know like when you graduate high school yeah and you're about to go off to college yeah and you like almost have your life together but you yep. really don't have your life together but yes. you're, like, you're not like sure what to yes. do yet <laughs> like, yes. you're so close to being an adult and i feel like that's the line she's walking. I agree. It's like she I almost have, has yes. it figured out and it's so relatable. <laughs> I Yes, I 100% agree. That's why I was disappointed when she's written as 16 technically. 
canonically. Yeah. And she feels and so she, much she like, reads 18. like 18. Yeah, yeah, she reads 18. Yeah, she feels like that about to graduate, figure out what you're supposed to yeah. do with your life, who you're <laughs> right. supposed to be. And I just, I, one still of my young. Yes. Still, you know. Yes. And one of my favorite <laughs> moments of her introduction is when she has a second teacup already. Yes. That yes. is like, one of right. I, I know I'm going to break it. I've done yeah, this. Like <laughs> there's something so routine about the chaos that happens in the first that I just, I adore it. And another aspect of her animation is that he purposely makes Mulan touch her hair a lot because he saw the yeah. actress doing it while they were recording. So he d- I love when they do that. Yes. I love I love when actors influence yep. characters because I think it makes them so much more real. And yep. you see that a lot especially in these princesses. Mm-hmm. And I I adore that. Yep. I think that makes her so much more self-conscious mm-hmm. because it's it's hard to remember that she's self-conscious because of all the stuff she does. Yeah. But she goes in so very like Gryffindor yep. blind, like mm-hmm. we're just doing it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Without thought of consequences. Yep. That you forget that she is so self-conscious about wanting to be mm-hmm. good for her family and everything. I think that's a brilliant touch. It's so good. And, and I noticed it re-watching it. And it it really shows the insecurity and it makes the the famous haircutting moment that much more impactful because yeah. she now no longer has it to hold. When she right. is thrust into be, trying to be she a soldier, have that comfort, yeah. yeah. So it, I really enjoyed that, and they brought in like martial artists to try and help them with all the stuff that they were doing, and and all yeah. of that. There is a this is a fun fact. My first fun fact, fully of the day, <laughs> is that there is actually a form of tai chi that is named for Mulan herself, and that is the kind cool. of tai chi that her father is doing at the beginning oh. when he enters his leg. I love so, that. That was my that was my fun fact. <laughs> I love that. Oh, and she has the highest body count of any <laughs> Disney <laughs> hero or villain because by calculation there's roughly her body oh, count for, is, is it when 3, she, 000, she does the avalanche? Uh-huh. It's 3994 oh. <laughs> is her body count cuz only 6 survive. Has she done <laughs> That was more than Atlantis. Atlantis Did was about 2,000. more than... I would love to know her compared to Marvel characters. Ooh. To like, like superheroes. Yeah. Because that's... I would be very interested to see what yeah. she stacks up against. Because she's right under 4K. That's where she's in. Yeah. <laughs> so... Like single, like almost in a single moment, motion yep. though. Which, yep. which makes it One almost cannon. more impressive. <laughs> One cannon. Yep. By herself. Yep. So. While also saving her friends. Yes. Like she saves Chang's life that day. Yep. But those are, that's kind of Disney's Girl. development. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was my, a really, I'm like, ooh, weird fun fact. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the, the kind of development. And then we can talk about the movie. Ooh. So this was kind of the last, there's, there's a lot of first and last with her too, which is really funny mm-hmm. that we're doing it right after Ariel because yeah. uh, she was the 38th animated feature. One thing I saw said 36, so I don't know who's counting, but. I'm going to go with 38. Maybe they just like forget about <laughs> forget some Yeah, maybe we're just like putting stuff <laughs> on the rug. Cow, we never did them. <laughs> Zippity doo. I want you to that put that in every my quote. <laughs> I will never let Disney forget. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, it was the first ever to be DVD released. Ooh, so that was fun. Uh, it was in 1999. Was the release? 
Nice. Um, oh, yeah, because back then it took like a thousand years to even get. Yeah. It'd be like you'd watch the movie and like a year later the VHS would yep. come out. Exactly. And it was the first Disney film to openly deal with warfare because it Ooh. puts it it's, in it's the war. plot. Like it, yeah. you see the consequences and it's a, I love that For about sure. it. For sure. It was the last animated feature film to contain musical elements until Princess and the Frog. Mm, yeah. Because, they did that mm-hmm. on they because it was the the gap of yeah. the um the the princess lineup if you yeah. will they we, waited a long time before mm-hmm. um doing Tiana yeah this was yeah the they last, got rid like, of the musical. musicals for a bit not um, ever but just for yeah, the, yeah that was the a gap yeah that was like the really huge little gap there that's almost ten years it isn't it's a decade but between those releases and she is the first Disney princess to not have a kiss in her movie and then yeah. the, the next one was uh. Because the next ones were Merida didn't have it, Moana didn't have it, and Raya didn't have it. So there's mm-hmm. a couple people who haven't, and we know Kirakakash didn't. So there's there are af- people after who didn't as well, but she was but, the first. But uh, Kirakakash does not count as a Disney princess. That's true. So if yeah. it's in the Disney pr- princess franchise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's the yeah. first one to not have it, and she's the only of the princess group who didn't have a lo- like who had a love interest and did not kiss them in the movie. Because the others didn't have love interests in their movie. So I think that was really kind of interesting. Yeah, because a lot of people credit Merida as like the first of all these, of all those things that Mulan had already done. Yeah, yeah. This was the last. I will say I don't need the kiss. Oh, I don't either. Shang, Shang oh being God. uncomfortably adorable <laughs> for the last five minutes of that oh film is gosh. all I need. It was that's so it. sweet. That's all I need. And the tackle, oh, so good. <laughs> I love anyway, it. Sorry. So no, I love it so much. Um, the, uh, like, I'll take that over a kiss any day. <laughs> yes, yes. I agree. And my final one is the last Disney animated feature film. This was the last Disney animated feature film with musical elements where some of the characters have speaking and singing parts done by different people. And this, the the next time it happened was in Moana. There was like, I think her dad didn't sing for, for himself. Donny Osmond did Shang and uh, mm-hmm. Leah Salonga did Mulan. So this was one of the last times where they were like, we can separate it. And after that, they tried to have everyone sing for themselves. I think that was smart because mm-hmm. as far as changing that yes yeah. i think it's really nice to to have those well-rounded actors i mean look yeah. at we talked about ariel last yeah. last time and it, you can tell yeah <laughs> it's just seamless yeah. because it's it's the same person <laughs> yeah and i mean and and donny husband and lisa longa do a brilliant job but oh for sure but for it's, sure it's, they sound great but you can but find people who can do like there are people who have the talent to do both of those both things, so. yeah we can um, yeah so that's the last that was the last one to do that I am curious, after rewatching Mulan, what hit you in a new way or what surprised you about the rewatch, do you think? So I watch this movie a couple times a year. Oh, yeah. I mean, why so would you? So I don't <laughs> – I didn't really have like – That's fair. Like a moment that I was like, wow, I had never thought about this way. Mm-hmm. There's only moments for me uh, which don't have to do with Mulan. I think she's overall mm-hmm. – really really solid as a character mm-hmm. there's just a couple of moments of as i've gotten older where i dislike mushu more mushu Same. if you remove him from the movie itself all his little quotes and all his stuff is still hysterical and i love it yeah but in the context of the movie i get a little frustrated mm-hmm. and not even just because not not that eddie murphy doesn't do a great job oh, and yeah, he's yeah. not hysterical yeah. but i'm just like i 
would like more Mulan. Thank you, please. <laughs> I that's so funny you say so that. So that's that's really it because I really yeah. I enjoy her a lot. I think it's still very relatable to girls. I think mm-hmm. her story. I mean, granted, not everybody is like saving China. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But her her journey of not knowing anything, but she doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know mm-hmm. what she's gonna do. She just knows she can't see her father die. Yep. And that that's and her just surviving and making sure and then mm-hmm. adding people to that list mm-hmm. of the friends that she makes along the way of, okay, well now you can't die. <laughs> yep. I'm also keeping you alive. Yep. Like, yep. It is such a beautiful stumbling into saving China with mm-hmm. never with that intent. Yep. That I think is so, so cool. And just creating those bonds, I think, is very Mm -hmm. relatable. I think it can be relatable to a lot of people of just she went into that being like, I love my father. Yeah. (laughs) No plan, no nothing. It's just I can't do it. I can't watch him do it. Um, I it's so interesting that you dislike Mushu more and more because I rewatched it and went, wow, I really hate that this is her side like character, that she has a side character who like actively in the first movie, not as much as the second, which we will get there. Yeah. I just hate him in the second movie where he is so about what he needs that it never g- is ever about what Dude, is I good like for her. I like her horse. I the like horse her horse great. better yeah. for her than <laughs> They're looking than out. Mushu. Yeah. Yeah. And the cricket is just funny. Oh, the cricket is just like is so a fun, sweet. you know, yeah. Yeah. Little, little moment that is great. We also see in this movie that we don't see as much, which is interesting because there's mm-hmm. a couple of primarily POC mm-hmm. princesses have multiple animal sidekicks. Yeah, I started noticing that too. And it, I find it really interesting that the more I was thinking about it, the sidekicks for princesses tend to be men. And that started bothering me a little bit more. Though I did, I did tell my husband this and his response was like, well, if it was a girl, everything would get solved right away. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir, for making yeah. me feel better. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all. That, yeah, it's all men. And I think that's something that extra bothers me about this one mm-hmm. being a man, because like, just because we just talked about her going off of Ariel, it's like, oh, he's like a sweet little little boy fish. Yeah. You. I didn't mind. No. You know, a lot of them I don't mind. Yeah. But this this one out of many of these sidekick characters, mm-hmm. in like this era, you have yeah. Raja. Flick, and, you have Miko. Uh, yeah. Right, yeah. right. None of those feel like a cash grab. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy playing a dragon yep. felt like we need him so that we can sell the movie. Yeah. Is, is what that felt like to me, which mm-hmm. I, I think is what also bothers me <laughs> yep yeah because it makes it feel less organic yeah <laughs> and it, it's very specifically it's similar to how genie is robin williams like mushu mm-hmm. is eddie murphy i don't feel like yes. it felt like his comedy yes. bit was on on the screen it wasn't yes it was you could tell like he probably imp- improvised a lot it wasn't you can tell it wasn't a written character that someone else could have done maybe of asian descent that it was specifically no eddie murphy for yeah. eddie murphy yeah is it and, in the film? and and once again the does, memes it, that have come out of he's it hilarious hysterical. like it's very you know, funny you know mushu's but, still really funny he's still very selfish so i still have a lot of problems with him as her help yeah um yeah in this i was like man she can't she can't catch a break <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, it's a little frustrating. And he doesn't seem to learn a whole lot. No, not during the film. Mm-mm. But Mulan mm-hmm. in this film, I love there's just so many things that I love mm-hmm. about her. I love her selflessness. Mm-hmm. 
Like she literally doesn't even know what she's doing with herself. She just knows I love mm-hmm. my family. Yep. She loves her mom. She loves her grandmother. She mm-hmm. loves her dad. You mm-hmm. see that when her dad gives her something of, I believe her mother's, or that gives her the, the, um, the A comb. comb. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. Like she's still, like she's very attached to all of her family. Obviously she's a sweet yeah. spot for dad, yeah. but she does have a full family. Yeah. She has parents and a grandmother Mm -hmm. that she cares about. And even when she messes up terribly, Mm -hmm. they still are like, I mean, they're annoyed with her. Don't get me wrong. They're not thrilled by how that turned out. Yeah. But you can see they still love her and Mm -hmm. the dad's devastation. Oh, when yeah. When he collapses, seeing that she's gone. Yeah. Is just that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and, uh, her... Just fumbling through, trying mm-hmm. to figure out who she is and finding herself mm-hmm. while literally saving China. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so cool. And I think something, too, that I love about this movie is that you see her fall in love in different ways. Mm-hmm. You see her truly love her parents. Mm-hmm. You see her fall in love with her friends. Mm-hmm. And you see her fall in love with Shang in a way that really nobody else yeah. has fallen in love with their love interest mm-hmm. because she... First and foremost, like obviously he's a handsome man and mm-hmm. she's a little thrown by that. Oh, but- with the shirt off and you got that little like peek out of <laughs> yeah, the line. I was she's like, okay, very yes. thrown and yep. there's a very relatable moments of her being flustered about it. Mm-hmm. But instead of her being, you know, very, very romantically interested in him, mm-hmm. she over the course of like weeks and months we can gather mm-hmm. potentially from mm-hmm. the film, mm-hmm. she like really grows to respect him and you know, she doesn't save him because he's hot. Like she no. saves him because she's like, I love you. You're my friend. Like, yeah. like, I can't lose you. Yeah. And so when that turns into a little bit of a romance mm-hmm. at the end, mm-hmm. it's like you don't need the kiss because mm-hmm. it feels so validating. And you're so excited for both of them mm-hmm. where because he also learned to love yeah. Mulan. Yeah. Not as not romantically. Not romantically. Yeah. But like still mm-hmm. very much a, a love and respect. Yeah. And I think that was really, really cool Yeah, for that change and to, to see that. Because I don't know, the, the relationships built in this film mm-hmm. are over the course of months and not over the course of a couple of days. And I think that yeah. makes a huge difference. I think it does too. And, and what I love about this Shang-Mulan relationship in this film is the only person who mentions that she likes him is Mushu. Like when she's like, yeah. I'll hold him, uh, you punch. And she's just trying yeah. to make him feel better. And I never felt like there was romantic tension. The only. No, yeah. no. There was a couple moments of like, oh, you're cute. Yeah. But, but it then wasn't it was like, immediately like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm getting things thrown at me. So yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. It, the end of this film and why I'm disappointed in the second one is it's only a month later and now they're engaged. But what I loved in the first film was it felt like the beginning of a relationship and getting to know each other yeah. honestly and openly. That, I mean, it was awesome. It's You see them so sweetly. And you see especially in Shang, because she's always saying Shang for who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was never hiding himself, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. so you really, the yeah. animators did a great job. Because yeah. you really see in his head the tables turn and him see her not as a different person. Mm-hmm. But as who she truly is. Yeah. With all of that back knowledge. And I, I, I love that for them. I, it's, <laughs> you know, he has to go through some stuff. He, he does. He has to go through some stuff. He needs to go through some stuff. But it, and I'm sure it's been a little bit of time that she's yeah. been home. Yeah. 
because she is obviously dressed very different. Her mm-hmm. hair's a little longer. Like it's yeah. been some time that yeah. she's been home and recovered from battle. Yeah. That Shang decides to come visit. Yeah. Um, and grandma does the iconic oh. can you stay forever line. <laughs> grandma is great. The women in this film, like you get a lot of the soldiers, but you did you do get quite a few women. She you has get, two female family members yes. that talk to her. Yeah. And do care about her. And you have like the getting ready scene with a whole bunch of women. You have the matchmaker. Mm-hmm. It's just oh so my iconic and ridiculous. <laughs> that whole scene, it, you just, I felt so in pain for her, that entire matchmaker team oh, yes. scene. I was like, oh my God. But you have these women who are surrounding her. And I was very impressed rewatching it at the lack of them yelling at her or you yeah. see them like golding her or anything. It's very quiet, right. but you never felt like they didn't love her. Like there wasn't no, like, what yeah. are you doing? How you disgrace what us? Went wrong, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It was, I was really impressed with that, that they didn't know what to do either. Like it was more of a society pressure than it felt yeah. like their specific pressure onto her, which was really, really interesting to me. And, and they're not in much, but to yeah. see that support mm-hmm. is really nice because a lot of these films, I mean, this one does squeak by the Bechdel test. Very sure. But the yeah. fact mm-hmm. the fact that this one squeaks by and like 90% of the movie, she is the only woman in it. Yep. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, come on. Yeah. Everyone else can at least get yeah. to that. Yeah. To like Mulan's if- <laughs> level, if Mulan can pass it. Yep. And yep. like there isn't another woman in sight for most of the movie. Yes. Like, yes. come on, friends. Yes. <laughs> I did really enjoy the platonic friendship that she ends up building with the guys. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> and I love that they're never like when she becomes a woman. Yep, be- not becomes a woman, but when she's outed as a woman. Yeah, yeah. Like none of them, they are so they're so in like friend love with her. Yes, that when she's a woman, none of them are like. Oh. They're they're all yeah. just like what? Yeah, and then like, instantly like don't kill her, her yes. and worried about her yeah. and like yeah, they're like none of them are like interested yeah. in her, yeah. which I really loved because that is such a nice platonic. Mm-hmm. Relationship that you know never stopped. Yeah, like, yes, and you like, don't go through that with people. And and yep. you know, and when she shows up at the end uh, after being outed and you know disgraced and not killed, and then they're they're doing the battering ram, and she's like, "Guys, over here!" And they're like, they just drop it instantly. Yeah. They're like, "Mulan they has a plan. We're going." Bad and I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they immediately accept her. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, and I really, really, I always enjoyed that scene. Yep. I love that scene because it is so supportive Mm -hmm. of her. Mm -hmm. They don't question her. Mm -hmm. They just see their friend. Yep. And I know Shang has a little different because, you know, I think he saw her in a little bit of a different light. I think he put her a little higher on a pedestal Mm -hmm. of how strong this warrior was Mm -hmm. and how impressive this warrior was. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. Mulan saved his life. So I think that's a lot for him to Mm -hmm. unpack. Yep. But these guys. Instant. Not needed. Yeah. And and you do think that Shang grew up in a military household. So there's also a very big shock. Lots of pressures for him. Yeah. Lots of pressures. And the idea of completely going against the law is something he has to deal with with her. Yeah, for sure. And him choosing not to kill her is a big deal uh, as a soldier and not following the law in that way. So his his own personal honor like seems to be above the law of the the country too. So I thought that was really a big internal thing with Shang. Um, And that moment of the guys jumping in to to assist her is also big because we don't often get to see side characters Mm -hmm. have huge growth moments. Mm -hmm. And this is massive Mm -hmm. because when one of the first big interactions with them is 
a song where yep. they sing about the women they want. Yep. And Mulan really awkwardly, yeah. which they just read as like yeah. a young boy, like trying to figure it out. Yeah. Because they all they all are much older. Yeah. Than Mulan. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, when they make these comments mm-hmm. of of how women the women that they want, mm-hmm. and she's like, well, what if? Oh, what if she was like this? Like yeah. trying to be a Girl, little more feminist. A little more. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And they're like, nah. <laughs> no. So for them to go from that yeah. to where they end up at the end being like, mm, yeah, no, we, we trust you. And and I think it does change them. And now the second movie kind of throws it up the, yep. down the toilet. But, yep. but at, at least at the end of this, you can tell that they just, they respect her more, but yep. not just her. It's not really stated, but it's kind of an understood that they respect women more after. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. After that moment. Well, and that's a, a couple of the songs have been criticized for perpetuating anti-feminist mm. ideas, and that's "I'll Make a Man Out of or You" different stereotypes and types, uh, yeah. "Girl with Fighting For." And I thought a lot. I thought really hard about like what those songs. <laughs> I thought way too hard about like I really enjoy these songs and the narrative. Why do I enjoy them? But I also see what people are trying to get at. And it yeah. really is that they are contextual. They are a satire. Oh, for sure. They're an anti. For they're sure. an obstacle. Like these songs are put in to perpetuate the uh, the oppression of women in society. And to see yeah. Mulan actively like the montage of "I'll Make a Man Out of You." Oh my gosh, that's so powerful! It's amazing. The and, like, juxtaposition of this. So, like she leaves. Yeah. she's kicked out. She has and then an she out. Comes back. <laughs> she has an out, and she's like, nah. <laughs> Like yeah. her ending that song, throwing those down at Shang, and, and the oh. only person who's done that, yeah, yeah, I'll make a man out of you, and it's a woman, yeah. Well, that's it, that's it's it's the perfect antagonistic song uh, for this montage, mm-hmm. and we see her. This woman of all the princesses, <laughs> like we see her with a black eye, we see her get beaten uh-huh. up, we see her she sweating, gets beat up. yeah, we we see her sweating and almost passing out. We like she is mm-hmm. physically put through so to much her limits and we don't really see that Mm-mm. for a lot we see people push to physical limits yeah. but none of them get those those battle scars yeah that she does yeah and i think that's really cool it's really cool <laughs> not many of them get get those wounds yeah when i when i was watching her physically like wrap the thing around and like pull herself up and like slip i'm like oh my god why is this hitting me so emotionally hard <laughs> watching a cartoon character climb up a pole like, it was just <laughs> it was really powerful to after hearing this whole song playing yeah. see her do that and it yeah for her to choose that's a moment that baffles me and is mm-hmm. amazing and why she's amazing is she has an out to not die like the, the only yep. result of what's happening father right now father is saved she's she can yep. go home it is with dishonor yeah so they would be dishonored yeah. but, but nobody's she's, dying yeah, she's alive her dad would be alive and they could move on f- through it and she turns around and nope. comes back and <laughs> it's just it does <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I'm gonna show this guy. Yes. <laughs> she does it twice because she screamed. She's, oh my god! She's given her life uh, yeah, instead of times. killed, and instead of going home, they leave her in the middle of nowhere. So the fact that she's not worried about surviving yeah. in the snow is uh-huh. impressive. Uh-huh. Yeah, the second time when they leave her <laughs> yeah. for like you're out because you're a woman and yeah. we're saving you because I guess this is what I mean. You life for a life. Yeah, bye. yeah. And she still chooses to go save and help them instead of go home. Like I just. 
I love her. Yeah. I love her. She's yeah. so she's so much stronger than I would ever be in that situation. <laughs> like, I'll be out. It makes sense that she was. This is we are describing <laughs> the reasons why we are so upset that we did not think of her yep. as immediately made in madness. Yeah. Yeah. It's because that is a flaw and a strength at the same time. It's of her choosing to come back. Yeah. It's it's amazing. And that's why I just <laughs> yeah, she is so willfully strong. Like, not just mm-hmm. physically, because obviously she had to become physically, but, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her will and her sense of of honor and and her heart, that's the big thing that they dive into the second film, but yeah. also from this film is, like, her heart and how yeah. strong it is. And it it's really impressive. And I just... God, I just love her so much the more <laughs> I'm watching it. And the stakes are so yeah. much higher than any other film. Like, there's literal death at any moment yeah. yes. in this. The state, yeah, and, and that does, <laughs> is a difference that we did talk about in Maiden Madden as yeah. well. Something to her advantage is, it's just the stakes are high. The yeah. stakes are higher than anything else. Yeah, A lot of people have high stakes in movies, but this is like, the stakes are high yeah. on all accounts. Every second. Death yeah. at every, every second is death. Yeah, yeah, there's no <laughs> and winning. And not just for her, but for everyone. Yeah, like, there's no winning. Like, <laughs> and this yeah. is another one where it really taps into... Something that I enjoy about this movie and about Mulan in particular Mm -hmm. that is very different than a lot of movies, especially the ones now that come out, Mm -hmm. is a lot of the movies that um, in recent years have been the princess changes everyone around them Mm -hmm. because of how polarizing, in a great way, Mm -hmm. their personality is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And they change everybody for the better just because you happen to be in their orbit. Yeah. And how that's very cool. I relate to Mulan mm-hmm. more because she grows. Mm-hmm. She finds herself. Mm-hmm. And not only does everyone around her change because of her, mm-hmm. but she herself mm-hmm. finds herself. Mm-hmm. And she does grow and and discover that these little silly, goofy things that she does to just like get through life at home mm-hmm. are not silly, goofy things. Mm-hmm. The, this is... She, she defeats an army yep. with her cleverness, mm-hmm. with, <laughs> with her brain. With she is so with smart. Her, yes, how how her mind works, her mm-hmm. street smarts, mm-hmm. her her wisdom. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is so much more clever and creative mm-hmm. than everyone around her. And what was thought as a weakness at the beginning of this film, mm-hmm. she realizes a strength. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I, ah! I love it. <laughs> well, a, with talking about her intellect, I was just amazed more and more because you start with her wrapping the chicken thing around little brother. Like yeah. that's that takes yeah. a creative mind because she's yeah she's not book smart. <laughs> no, she is not. She's she she can't memorize trying to at cheat, all. You, you know, learn that yeah. immediately. She can't memorize this stuff. She can't yep. keep this this like book stuff in her head. Yep. But man, yeah. the way her brain works is amazing. <laughs> like, she grabs this last cannon. And it's like, I have an idea yeah. to save everyone but myself. Because she runs into the, like, she's not saving yes. herself. Oh, she's gosh, running no. at the leader. And even then, the choice she makes is, okay, we're trying to get away. But, like, Shang, I need to get Shang away. Yep. Like, Shang is dying in this moment. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Like, she, I mean, she's bleeding. Like, it, yeah. Her, the, her stealing the cannon and doing the avalanche. Like, she not only wants to kill the leader, but she wants to save the entire of her unit. And mm-hmm. there's no way she went in thinking she would come out. There's right. just no way. You're you're five feet without a sword in front of uh, you know, John <laughs> yeah. Yu. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's just Shang-Yu. absolutely brilliant. The one thing yeah. I will say that was a little awkward rewatching oh, it yeah. was the naked yeah, sure. scene where there's oh. just all the naked men. Like it's funny, it's really well written, but like yeah, it's she's one 16. of those like after <laughs> Right. Right. It's, it's very much everywhere. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. I, I for sure, for sure, that's like, you know, speaking of first, we had yep. like Timon and Pumbaa with their like fart jokes. Yeah, yeah. In this same Renaissance era. Yeah. Like this was definitely like, mm, we're going to put butts on the screen. Yeah. That's we're like, going to put butts. Yeah, just- because I think they did a great job of it in, which I know we won't talk about, but mm-hmm. I think the live action, they did a great mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. about yeah. making that scene not feel uncomfortable yes. and still be that like quirky like yeah what's gonna happen yeah like but not like gross uncomfortable yeah like, just like ooh. whereas this i don't even know if it's gross it's just like definitely butts are funny yeah i was like but the reality <laughs> yeah. if you think of the reality it's like she's a naked 16 yeah. year old in the water and these yeah. naked men have now come like she i mean in a very conservative china yeah would not have seen one like that, I uh-huh. like, like uh-huh. and now there's just speaking three. of a very conservative China. How they feel about all of this? With we've talked yes. about, we've yep. talked mm-hmm. about Mushu. We've talked about this scene. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Which <laughs> we have talked about some differences that were definitely more Americanized. Yes, um, between like conversations between the mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what did? How did? China, because I know we haven't talked about that. Yes. How did China feel about well this, this this movie flopped in China, and there was a there was multiple factors to this. So part of it was Disney's fault, and part of it was China purposely trying to make it flop, which I think is really yeah. interesting. So they're very control of their media. Yes, there's a really hard censor, and there probably still is. But at that point in 1998, there was only so many films that were allowed to come through each year that were foreign films. So Disney mm-hmm. tried really hard to make sure they were, they were, this movie was one. They had Jackie Chan actually saying, I'll make a man out of you in the Chinese version to try and uh-huh. like help put like one of their, uh, a star from China in yeah. it. And so, oh, there's only 10, only 10 foreign films were allowed to come into the country and be seen in the theaters that year. And they're still very censored. Yes. Like that's still very much a thing. Yes. Um, in China. And Disney really wanted to do their best, but a lot of the main complaints was actually that Mulan was too foreign looking, that she looked mm. too much, too Americanized. Um, okay. I thought was really interesting. And, and like her disposition and her mannerisms. And that's true. Oh, for sure. That's very for true. Sure. Like for that's, sure. That I 100% Oh my agree gosh, with yeah. That. And they, yeah, her, yeah. Some people her, thought yeah. that Disney's version had more in common with Xena Warrior Princess than with actual Mulan from fol- folklore. Huh. So that was a quote from. I, mean, I was like, they oh. may have a point. It's not, it's not wrong. <laughs> and they thought that Mulan wasn't modest enough for the con- Confucian culture that China still has in that way, like where modesty and humbleness, which is the point. Yeah. But that's, you know, something that made it not a really big fan, the country itself and the people itself watching it. Right, right. Because you can definitely read into the original poem and how they've done it in the past where it was like she was more of a keep her head down. Yeah, exactly. Kind of of woman to uh, stay alive as opposed to our our sweet trying to figure out life. (laughs) Telling the emperor, no, I don't want your job. Like, yeah, 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 um, yeah. I so I do understand those things from from yeah. their cultural point of view. Yeah, and the other the other thing that Disney did that affected them was they there was a quote and it says, "This is not a Chinese dragon." I can tell the people who designed the dragon are American. I mean, <laughs> like, I, duh. Yeah. So that that was the other. They didn't really like the talking dragon look like the snake looking design like they just didn't they didn't like that, that. was chaotic yeah. and, and potentially mocking yep. 
Lots of culture. Stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it only took in 30000 at the box office. And in Shanghai, only 200000 of the city's $14 million had seen it. So the other the thing that China did that helped it fail was mm-hmm. the censors held the movie from releasing until after Chinese New Year of 1999 so that all the kids were back in school and all the <sighs> local films had a chance to rain all the profits from the Chinese yeah. New Year break. So right, they right. put it purposefully in a really horrible spot. After all, everyone had gone back to school and after the holidays to try and make sure that it was off to a bad start. So that helped it fail. And then the (laughs) Americanized version of of a Chinese heroine and the dragon helped it all flop. Would just, yeah. And killed it. Make it it flop. So it was, (laughs) did not do well in China (laughs) at all. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't super blame them no like i get it Um, it's definitely an americanized version of it i don't think they necessarily i don't i think they did a decent job at not caricaturing a whole bunch compared to what americans have done to chinese characters yeah the the absolute worst yeah Uh, the absolute worst yeah yeah and and even though china itself didn't like it Mm -hmm. i i do think and you see a lot of asian americans really it you know, it was a blend. Like there, it's definitely American, really nice. Yeah, Americanized like, like, we, blend. Like the yeah. representation is still great. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not discrediting. Still t- oh, no, 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 yeah, I'm not saying yeah. you are. Yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm definitely not totally discrediting. Totally understand what, that China didn't like it. Yeah, it just it it's not nearly as bad as why Greece didn't like. like oh gosh, <laughs> um, go to our Meg episode. Oh, that was tough. That was that. tough. Oh my gosh, I've never been more angry in my life <laughs> researching yeah. that. But yeah. anyway, but Mulan was such a short. To the point, poem that there wasn't a whole bunch that mm-hmm. Disney could ruin necessarily. Like they right. they hit a lot of the points, other than when the reveal happened. Right, everything right. else was kind of in there, so it there wasn't too much to like butcher of that. Right, right. <laughs> so, it was just trying to build in the culture and then maybe making some weird choices. Yeah, like Mushu. Yeah, the first movie I I loved. I think I personally see her as a very wonderful female icon for seeing the yeah. obstacles laid in front of her and doing it not for the glory at all or not even to be an icon but just (laughs) to do what she believed was right and i think that's such a good distinction and she does go what do you so here's an argument that people have yeah here's people are upset that she goes back to her home and that was like some of the Mm. this isn't feminist people are saying well she goes back to her normal life after instead of taking the job or instead of like seeing any change at the end yeah. They're upset. Well, about I think that. there was change because mm-hmm. when she comes back at the end, mm-hmm. she is dressed incredibly differently. Mm-hmm. I agree. And she is treated very differently. Mm-hmm. And she, like you said, she didn't do this mm-hmm. for a job or for mm-hmm. glory or anything. She did this for her family. Mm-hmm. And so for her, it makes perfect sense that mm-hmm. she would come home with now newfound respect from her family towards her mm-hmm. to what she loves. Yeah. Like, it makes perfect sense. Do I believe that she didn't do anything interesting or that if the emperor did need assistance on something that she just said no all the time? Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. I totally believe that she would have, yeah. like, oh, you need help with something? Yeah. Be there next week. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. But, but I don't think she wanted to tie herself mm-hmm. permanently. And it makes perfect sense because she she did this yeah. to find herself and her family. And now she is going back to that. Yeah. And you see that in the end, too, when Shang comes back 
and talks to her, you see it is not an end to a story. Mm-hmm. I saw that mm-hmm. ending as the start to who she is. Yep. Like this is the start to her new life. Mm-hmm. And you love that for her. So yeah. like I didn't mind at all that she yeah. turned it down. I agree. That's why I, I had a similar feeling. I'm like, oh, this is it feels right that she wants to go see her family after all of this. Like that's where she wants to go. Right. And but right. her I if her I want song this existential I want song is I don't know who I am. And by the end, she's finally comfortable in her own skin. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's okay with who she sees in her reflection right. now. We don't know what she wants after that. Like that right. she gets what she wants. And then we go. I love that she comes back because you don't. And she's 16. So like also like. Right. But, but also she gets to then choose where her path leads. And I didn't feel like she was trapped. I didn't feel like she went home to be trapped. No. No, 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 not so, at all. Not at all. She, yeah, it's, it's, they, yeah, they're thrilled to have her back. The conversation with her father is beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's, and, I don't know. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. And speaking of what happens next, we oh, have gosh. Mulan 2. There's some parts of Mulan 2 that are really funny and yeah. really interesting. Yeah. But it's, it's definitely unlike some of the other things mm-hmm. we talked about. Mm-hmm. This is, I think this is more along the lines of like the Tarzan Atlantis yes. stuff yes. where it it is not the more iconic mm-hmm. straight to DVD yeah. aerial start. This yeah. is a little little more on the kitschy. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Side. I agree. And it has so it has it didn't get good reviews at all. So it was direct to video, you know, like yeah. you do. It has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is a little wow. harsh. <laughs> like wow. I think it's a little harsh. Because there's like a you know, there's a fun song in yeah, there. Yeah, there's some fun stuff. Like I, I do think Mulan Ooh. is herself in it, but she's also she's, not the plot. She's not even No, she's <laughs> like, not in it. So yes. it's like I think she is still herself. So they didn't like change her. I, I right. for a quick like I- overview. It's basically really about Mushu being worried about losing his pedestal. So you hate Mushu uh-huh. for the whole film, and yep. then the, you have the three guys back. The three guys the are three back, friends come and back, they fall and they fall in like, love. Deal with three princesses, yeah. which is really cute. And the princesses kind of they both have their little moments together yeah. to like change and yeah. grow. Yeah, but Mulan, which like, is like the cutest part of the whole film. That is like that's it, it. That's it. Like that moment is really fun. Yeah, of them traveling. Yes, and then everything else is like. All right. Yeah, like it, they it starts with the Mulan's whole role in it is to kind of be this wise. I I enjoyed that she became someone that the girls came to when they start questioning and that she did yeah, have a voice. Yeah, she did have a voice in like asking the emperor about like an arranged marriage. Like I feel like that's, you know, she's not really okay with that and I did feel like she had the agency to right. say that in the room and that her and Shang are now engaged and I love that they threw them a huge party. Like that like <laughs> yeah. I, that was really sweet and how they have different that's opinions. That's also something you don't super see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's it's like it goes from their first kiss to like the montage of them being married. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did enjoy <laughs> the engagement time mm. that they had. I I like the yin and yang thing that the the parents had passed down because I was thinking about um, the fact that Shang doesn't have a dad anymore and we never hear about a mom. So seeing Mulan's parents kind of try and coach them into the next part of their relationship was kind of really sweet. Shang Shang becomes very sweet in Mulan too, though. Like the montage of the montage of Mushu trying to ruin his life and Mulan always helping save it is really sweet. Like that is yeah. so charming to see their relationship and her make him laugh when he's being 
attacked by bees and like all these things. Yeah. Like that's really sweet. I did enjoy that aspect. Sh- of yeah, it. Shang still was mm-hmm. his like sweet, strong self. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of nice to see a little more of that. Yeah. That side of him because you didn't see it until the end of yeah. the first movie. So it was nice to see some of this like floundering. Yes. Because he is on the battlefield. Excellent. He can do no wrong. Yeah. He, that, that is what he was trained to do. That is what he's grown up to do. He has yep. all, you know, he he is comfortable and confident. Yep. And so it's fun. It's fun to see those moments when he's not. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's very endearing. It's super endearing. And and there is the tension. I do enjoy how they talk to each other in the mm-hmm. film because there's like he even understands why Milan's upset, but is very much like this is what we're supposed to do. Not everyone is as lucky as us to be able yeah, to marry yeah. who you love. Like he's right. not there's it's not a whole bunch of tension until Mushu like ruins everything. But even in like the first fight, they end up talking it out and hugging at the end of it. Yeah. And there's a moment where they're hugging because they've just fought and are apologizing to each other. Yeah, and yeah. he hugs her and they hug and she walks. She's like, I have the first watch and walks away. And you see him reach out because he wanted more. And he goes, but. And I was like, you wanted a kiss? You wanted more hugs? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I thought it was really sweet. But like seeing, yeah. <laughs> seeing that relationship is kind of fun in Mulan, too. Yeah. But overall, the writing is just kind of. It's it's not yeah. good. Oh, the big thing that happens with Mulan in this is that Shang, she thinks he dies. Oh, yeah. She goes through a How huge... How random. But, like, fully crying and, like, apparently yeah. Min, uh, Ming-Na was crying while she was doing this scene because, like, Gosh. her mom was there. And afterwards, her mom's like, why are you crying over a cartoon? She's like, because I died. Like, it's the whole... Yeah. It's, a, it's a big deal. Yeah, like, it's... <laughs> Mulan has to go through grieving Shang so dark and it's like crying over his sword and like holding him and can't hold him up like that's dramatic way (sighs) dramatic for Mulan too and then I mean Mm -hmm. she agrees to to fix it all again like it it, that's why I think she did feel like herself by choosing to self-sacrifice to make sure that the others can to get to be in love and escape who knows right. where and gets to fully right, right. marry this child of a horrible prince in Qigong. There was nothing. I think people didn't like Mulan too for a lot of reasons, but there definitely was, it was not culturally anywhere close to accurate. It was no. super kitschy. They've got like all of the originals back other than Mushu. It's not as bad as people say, but it's definitely not the best right. they could do. I wanted more because we actually, if they actually had done a full movie of Mulan 2, I would have loved to see what, what they had crafted for her to want after all of that. Yeah. It would have been nice. Yeah. It did feel like a beginning at the end of Mulan, I think. I don't even know if I need a full movie. Like, I would have loved a short. Like, oh, kind yeah. of like how Tangled did, yeah. like, the Tangled Ever After like, how fun would it be to have just a sneak peek of what Shang and Mulan's life is? Yeah. You know, what? what is she doing with her creativity now mm-hmm. while still obviously visiting and loving her family? Do they have kids? Yeah. Shang, I can't imagine, quit his no, military yeah. lifestyle entirely. Yep. You know, so I, I would love to know how... You know, where they found a place in the world where all of those things aligned. Yeah. I think that would have been really cool to see. Yeah. Just just as a little short. Yeah. 
That would have been really sweet because he does become the general in Mulan too, which is cool. And they are a team, like they're hired as a team, which is really great. I do love the opening song that we have with Mulan and the girls. I think that's like, I think it's really sweet to see all the girls looking up to her and that she is in trousers again. And like, I, you know, it's a really sweet little, little thing to see her effect on people around, around her. Um, And the musical writing team for Mulan 2 were two women. Nice. It was uh, Janine Tesori and Alexa Judge, something like that. But it was two women, which is kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah, yeah. It has a zero on (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes, but... It's not that bad. Hey. There are way worse ones. Still rough, it's but rough. not that bad, yeah. guys. <laughs> it's rough, but I wanted I wanted better for our yeah. top heroine. Because she rocks. Yeah. Her, I think she's a great role model mm-hmm. to, to many, yeah. many people. I do understand its controversies in China. Yeah. Um, but her as a human, I think they made her yeah. phenomenally yeah. flawed, mm-hmm. but brilliant and such a strong heart and soul. Yeah. I agree. Ugh. She was, Ugh. Yeah. She was great. I I adore her. And I the more studying, it's really cool to see where she came from and yeah. how she transitioned to where she is because she is so different. I definitely think they wrote her to be I, a feminist icon when they wrote her like they mm-hmm. they there's so much purposeful commentary on and satire yes. on the roles yes. of men and women that felt purposeful to me at least in the film which i appreciated it would have been nice i think to maybe dig a little bit more deeply into maybe a actual chinese dragon or a yeah. little more into that itself but i do think what they created was a a really great heroine for for women and anyone to look up to. Okay, that's yeah, for sure. That's amazing. That's uh, Mulan. That's Mulan. Yeah, Ugh. I'm trying to think I if I have you guys any. enjoyed. So this will be my 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 final fun fact. This is the only Disney animated film to use the phrase cross dresser, mm-hmm. and uh, the mm-hmm. film was mm-hmm. almost rated Sounds PG right. because of that. PG. <laughs> You know, because we can't say that. Wowie. Um, but yeah, so that's my fun fact is it almost, it almost was PG because of, uh, because of that word. So. Nice. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> like one moment of drag in the film, uh, which we talked about during Maiden Madness. So go back yes. and listen to that. But, but yeah, she's. A- Do you want to hear a not fun, fun fact I that would I'm ad- glad that they cut? Yes, I would adore that. Mushu was supposed to have a song. They were, he was supposed to have a song and I listened to it. You can hear it on the soundtrack. And the only reason they don't is because Eddie Murphy didn't want to sing. That is why it's no, not in the film. We did not need more Mushu. <laughs> no, we did Thank not. Thank you. They, can you imagine if they cut more of Mulan? Would have been so Like actual mad. Mulan stuff to give Mushu a song? No. Yeah. No, it, they rewrote that song no. three times. And uh, because they wanted to make Eddie Murphy like happy and he was like, I just don't want to sing. Like they couldn't figure out what they were doing wrong. And they found out later that it was just that Eddie Murphy did not want to sing in the movie. Good. It was like, thank you. Well thank, done. Thank you. Thank you, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Because. Thank you. Unneeded. She deserved a better. She deserved a better sidekick. Really. Like I. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. we love her. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Damsels in Dialogue. Tune in next week as we dive into the origins of the two sleepy women of the Disney Princess franchise, Aurora and Snow White. If you've enjoyed what you heard today, you can help us reach even more listeners by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a rating or comment on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you are listening. If you want to join us for even more discussions about Mulan or extra thoughts about any of our episodes, head over to our Patreon. There you can support the podcast and unlock entire library of our exclusive after-hour video podcasts with new episodes arriving each month. You can also unlock research notes, bloopers, and more. Follow us on social media and at our website on damselsindialogue.podbean.com. Until next time, this has been Damsels in Dialogue. Have a nice day. This podcast episode is sponsored by Royal Princess Parties, LLC, and is produced by Hello Out There Audio, part of Hello Out There Productions. Thank you.